Lyology, all about my autonomy. The things that I believe, the way that I perceive. Yeah, I'm a womanist. Yeah, I be talking ish about whatever comes to mind. Yeah, I be doing this with words of the day. Now I ain't come to play. Monogamy, equality, I got a lot to say. Breaking the mold, it never gets old. Of racism, sexism, yeah, I'm real bold. Brooklyn raised me, LA to change me. But my bad experiences, they never phase me. You can call me Dr. Black. Yeah, and that's a fact. Got two degrees, they were a breeze, and now I'm going back. I'm in anthology, doctorate of philosophy, a world of poetry. Yeah, I be flowing B. Come on and study me. Welcome to my holiday. If you liked or loved that theme song, please give it up to my brothers, Dope Noteria, that's Jael and Jordan. So if you want to be, if you want anything, you can find them on Instagram or Facebook at Dope Noteria, and that is D-O-P-E-N-O-R-T-E-R-I-A. Thank you, guys. On this episode of Lyology, I would love to talk about dun, da, 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 Eve's Bayou. So, you guys, um, I was listening to my favorite podcast, The Friend Zone, and um, Fran was talking about the different things that's on Hulu, etc., etc. And she ended up mentioning Eve's Bayou, in which, in fact, is actually on HBO. And it could have been on Hulu when she said it, but I watched it on HBO. So anyway, Eve's Bayou, I've never seen it before. And so here are my thoughts. One, I loved, 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 loved it. I really loved it. Um, I believe that Jernis Smollett is a great, actor i believe that she not only has star quality but she really embodies her roles like she really becomes that person even as a child um let's get into the plot or the 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 setting and the plot of the movie ease by was about a young girl who is 10 years old who believes that she killed her father um, this is interesting because as I get towards the end of the movie, which he dies at the end, so I'm going to describe it in chronological order, but when I get to the end, I'm going to describe, if I remember, why I say she thinks she killed her dad. And so, here we go. Um, Samuel L. Jackson plays her father. He's a doctor. Um, Debbie Morgan, which is actually my cousin, plays her aunt. She's a psychic, but she does, I don't, I I don't really want to call it psychic because that's what it says on the description, but she definitely does it in Jesus name, but that's tricky because, you know, the Bible says, you know, you did all these things in my name, you cast out demons in my name, you healed the sick in my name, but yet you never knew me. So that's a little tricky, but we'll get to her. Um, her mom is uh Lynn Whitfield, and she plays the mom, you know, 
the bougie mom. She's typecasted. She plays that in typically all of her uh, things. Or crazy, because she played crazy on Martin Lawrence's movie. I forgot what it's called. And she played the mom on Greenleaf. I have Megan Good as her older sister, who was 14. And then she has a little brother in the movie, which I'm not sure of his name. But he wasn't really a leading role. And then you have... uh, uh, Ooh, what's the lady? What else she plays on? She's the wife on the Five Heartbeats. Can't remember her name, but she plays like a witch on... Or Voodoo Priestess. See, I don't want to really say the wrong terms. Because this movie was very, you know, spiritual. And it's based in New Orleans. Louisiana, at least I know. So, in the beginning of the movie, we see her father as a doctor. They're they're middle-class black family who know French. They speak French. The father is a doctor while his wife is at home. And they have their kids, excuse me. And his sister, which is the aunt, it starts off they at a party. At the beginning of the party, or during the party, Samuel L. Jackson, he comes. I can't remember his name. He comes and he asks his daughter, Megan, or her name is Cicely, to dance with him. But Eve, a.k.a. Journey, gets upset because... He doesn't ask to dance with her in front of their guests. So she runs away. She goes into like their out, their not outhouse, but kind of got like a garage or something. Their shed is what it's called. And she's mad. She cries herself to sleep. She wakes up finding her dad having sex with another woman, which is not her mom. So the next scene is she's basically telling the older sister what she experienced and the older sister is calling her a liar. Tells her what really happened and then that's the end of that. Next, um, you know, they have different scenes of oh, so her aunt and her the aunt and her husband are leaving and they ended up getting to an accident. It it is inferred that they get into an accident and or suggested and the husband dies. But the thing is, the aunt, she this is her third husband. And it's like a curse on her because well what they're saying is because she has the gift of seeing, whether it be in prophetic or psychic, there is a cost for that. And the cost is she can't have true love because her husband's died. So, um, that happens. So then Eve goes to her house while she's basically giving people their future, their fortune, and giving them different remedies remedies and stuff like that. So, throughout the movie, each of the women characters know that Samuel L. Jackson is cheating. But, as a model in that type of community in that type of you know whatever nobody really addresses it so the sister has a vision that a kid dies get his by a car so eve's mom basically lynn whitfield makes her children stay in the house for two weeks the reason why it's two weeks or two or three weeks is because a child actually does get hit and it wasn't her children. So now she feels like it's safe for them to go outside. 
Um, being a psychic, and this is why it's tricky because she did it in Jesus's name, but also the wife from the five heartbeats, she actually is, you know, that voodoo priestess that they, uh, stereotype or cast to look a certain type of way or be crazy or something, something. So Lynn Whitfield's character goes to hear the future. The lady says, look to your children. She said, look to your children. Look to your children. So Debbie Morgan is basically saying, like, don't believe her. She trash. But when she said, look to your children, it was kind of like something resonated with her. So then she actually goes to her and get her fortune read. And basically she says to her, you're a curse. And she's like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't believe you, et cetera, et cetera, again. So, both of them are leaving confounded, and they're like, what the heck is going on? This lady is crazy. I don't believe her. Blah, blah, blah. But in the same token, Eve ends up learning about her and wants to know her future, too. Um, I can't really remember if she tell. Oh, no, no, no. She doesn't tell her, or she doesn't tell her immediately, because she usually charges a dollar, but... Eve has $20. So basically, the lady leads her to her house to, like, talk to her, blah, blah, blah. And so Eve says that she wants to kill somebody. So let's back up really quickly. After a while, Sicily, which is Megan Good, she, like, resents her family. Um, And she wants to move away. She reveals to Eve that her father and I can't really say if he tried to rape her or if he did rape her or if they had a relationship or if they were you know engaging in those activities before or he was raping her before and she got used like I don't know that's not very clear but she wants to leave because of the incident and she don't want to be around her father no more so when she tells Eve this she's 14 Eve is 10 Eve understands exactly what's going on because, remember, she saw her father with somebody at the beginning. So she was like, if he really did that to you, I will hate him for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. And he's making you leave. Like, you're my sister. So the sister leaves. Eve is mad. Eve is mad. That's why she goes sees the um, voodoo priest. So she goes to the house. She said, I want somebody to die. The lady's like, who? She won't say who. Long story short... She gives the lady the money. The lady says, okay, I'm going to do it. When she comes... So then, I guess her father is still alive. So she goes... No, the lady is like, well, if you want me to do it, come back here tomorrow night or this week at 9 o'clock. So when she comes back, it looks like the lady is surprised that she's there. That's something that I paid attention to initially. Because it, it always seems that though the lady didn't take Eve serious because she was 10. So then when Eve was like, no, well, where's the voodoo doll? She's like, voodoo doll. Because I think Eve wanted to do it herself. But she was like, voodoo doll? I don't have no voodoo doll. I did this, this, and this. And she's like, no, well, why did you do that? I wanted the voodoo doll. So she, so then the lady, she's basically like, it looks like she, she just trying to scare her off to me. So Eve ends up running. She goes to find her father. So she goes to find her father He's at the bar with the lady in which she saw him with initially. 
Um, mind you, during the movie, she sees the lady's husband. The reason why the lady is not with her husband is because he's a teacher, but he teaches somewhere that's not in the same place where they live. So he's gone most of the year, and he comes back, and now it's summertime. So now Eve kind of gives him a hint that her father and his wife are together, and this particular night, they're at the club together, and now the husband comes. The husband says to Eve's father, basically... You you were my friend, but now I don't trust you. Don't ever talk to my wife again, or I'm going to kill you. That was that. So instead of... So mind you, the witch doctor did say that she did certain things. But here is the thing. So there's a African god called Elegba, and he's the god of the crossroads. Some people assimilate him to the devil or to Lucifer, but some people actually say that he is the God that just presents your options to you. Lucifer is supposed to be like he makes you do bad. But Elegbot is supposed to be he gives you your choices and you have the free will to pick. And he just gives it to you. One may seem more pleasing than the other, but here, here are your choices. And so with that being said, ironically enough, the bar is right next to a train track. So, the husband says to Samuel L. Jackson, if you talk to my wife again, I'm going to kill you. So, Samuel L. Jackson keeps addressing him. So, he says again, like, like I told you, boom, boom, boom. So, they, everybody was leaving. Everybody was separating. Eve said, okay, dad, let's go. I believe, and there's so many things, his, he was, he was, he was, um... Confronted with options. He was at a crossroads. He was confronted with options. And I believe his pride was a factor in him dying. Because he said, okay, good night, uh, blank, blank, whatever her name was. And then the husband turned around because he thought he was a sucker. Sorry, I'm on my bed. The husband turned him around because he thought, I mean, turned around because Samuel L. Jackson tried to play him like a sucker. And he shot him. So then that leads me to believe again, which is my initial point from the beginning. Did he really... What was his cause of death? Was it Elegba or a representative that was there to give him that choice? Was it his pride? Or did the uh, voodoo priestess really... Do what she said she was going to do to to kill him. But then that leads me to believe, and I'm not trying to be um, heretic-ish, but was it just something a part of the grand scheme? Was his pride a result of like who he really was, but also in tandem with the potion or also in, or in tandem with his karma? Like it's so many different factors in that movie that I... It just had me like, wow, 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 wow. And then when his, her father dies, she's just like, whoa. And then also at the end, after the father dies, and Meg is like crying, or Cicely, sorry, she's crying, crying, crying. And Eve finds letters that the father wrote to his sister. Now, that's confusing because the letters say that, you know, the child enticed him. Because both stories ends with a slap. Cicely's story is that he enticed her, she refused, and he slapped her. 
his story is that she enticed him and he refused and then slapped her because I'm your father. And I still don't know because Eve was like, well, what really happened? And now Eve has the psychic powers and she did the mechanism in which her, her aunt, she saw her aunt do, which was grab their hands and like feel or just see. And it doesn't give me a clear answer as to what happened. So this movie really talks about perception and the ambiguity of perception and how people could really be in the same situation and experience it differently. And really, no matter what the situation was, people have to take responsible for their actions because via the whole movie, the father was a womanizer. So that is my outtake on Ease Bayou. I hope that... You guys have made some assimilations and gotten some uh, just different knowledge on it and a different perspective. Thank you for listening. Later.